0: I've never heard of this thing. Hello, are we live? We don't no, know. Not. I don't think we're live. I on mean, <laughs> right, right. I don't. I don't know. If don't you, know. you guys like what paid is, attention, you'd live.
1: know when we're live.
0: I'm on, I, <laughs> I am right an entry.
1: now, and it's not saying
0: anything. I'm just, I'm just sitting here throwing out words.
1: <laughs> Hello and welcome to the Villains Talk Show and Podcast. I am one of your many hosts, C4. I even have a With name one. tag right here. Could see man, it. Name C four, right there. We we had a we had a
0: budget increase. We got name tags now, guys. Yeah, a
1: whole budget. Yeah, it was, it was a whole like four increase. Four cents. You know what?
0: We got an, enough of an increase to get name tags. We got paid.
1: <laughs> and a guest star. Oh uh,
0: man, and a guest star.
1: And we have a guest so star. A, re- a returning guest star. A returning guest star. Um, from our political correctness man. episode of last year, like this time last year. It's been a whole year. Uh, I feel the. Important I do want to call is... the
0: names again. It really definitely was a four cent budget that we got with our names. Just putting
1: that out there. Darth Muller is back, but I feel the
0: important question here is why would you put yourself through this again?
1: I am C four. That was the grease Goblin. I'm here with Insaniac, Sir Jeremy, and Sarah Bike and Darth Muller. We had a full house tonight for the podcast and talk show. Can we do this? After we have mm-hmm. the elusive Tavern Tales. If you're listening on the podcast, you can catch those on YouTube. Uh, just search up the villains talk show anywhere. If you are here now, now is talk show night. And what are we doing with our returning guest, our our man who led us through the troubled waters of political correctness? Wow, well,
0: we're talking about horses.
1: We are talking about something we're about horses that
0: yes, all all the- is very near and dear to our heart. Very wild and passionate, in in the farms that you see around all the world. those or, all those, yeah, those then let, me just, let me just change the beasts. topic
1: then from toxic man to, to horses. Right now, <laughs> no, we are talking about toxic man's because our our political correct master toxic is uh is we it's are, one of his best toxic one man. of his best. And the reason we're talking about this is because if anyone who watches sports, which is no one here. Except me. I was forced to watch sports ball for a while. Um, What is is the sports ball? ball Uh, The Chicago Blackhawks are currently under fire because of their horrible handling of a sexual assault case, which is very sad. But what we're talking about is the culture. Um, A lot has come out about the culture, about the way the mentality was about because they wanted to win a Stanley Cup, which they ended up doing. And so we have Darth Mullet on here to talk about uh, toxic sports culture, which is something is kind of a hot button issue, but at the same time isn't because no one really talks about it. But every time it comes up, all you hear about oh, it's it's only this one place or it's only this one time, but it it happens a lot. And I mean, we all grew up in high school, and we all know about well- different. Like the stereotype of toxic sports culture, but it's one of those okay. things everyone just kind of rushes under the rug. So that's uh, my that sports, sports ball team wasn't toxic. What was yours? Yeah, we sports actually ball did team. community service
0: and all that. But my sports ball wasn't too bad.
1: Your you, you went to a dirty high school, and you did your too. sports ball te- your sports ball high school team was just bad. So they don't get a pass. Yeah, they made me captain for some reason. I mean, my sports ball
0: wasn't too bad. I I didn't go to the sports ball team of my school. I went to a local like sports ball group. So
2: to to put in my school sports uh, experiences, uh, I was on the grade eight volleyball team uh, for about a, a month. Uh, didn't get. I missed the first game, and then after that, our team was disbanded because two of the players or uh, one or two of the players decided to smear poo in the uh, opposing, when they were at the uh, other school's gymnasium, they went to the change room and they put poo on the walls and uh, disbanded our volleyball team. So that was,
1: that was the end of my sports. That uh, that doesn't
0: surprise me.
1: Well, my My sports ball team, like my football team, um, Uh, four guys, four guys, Got banned. Like they literally got kicked off the football team because um, one of the other football teams had two women on the team. Uh, in fact, it was uh, a sports ball team, and um, it's not my ball team. they would they would heckle them both both it the was girls. Team. Uh Fowler, yeah. Because there's women on. Them.
0: No, it wasn't my sports team. Yeah, first yeah. so they would heckle the women.
1: Uh, one was a linebacker. I, don't, I, don't, I, don't, it was I never definitely. Foot. I know you didn't play football. Just anyway, I didn't play football. Um, Your story yeah, is bad. There was two women on the Fowler team uh, on one of the high school teams, and four guys were heckling them basically as they played them, and they got kicked off. But that was a coach's decision. Like I remember the like amongst the kids in the locker room, it was it it was seen as not like a bad thing, and nothing was ever done about that that culture was never addressed, even though it was well known by the coaches. And so, I i mean, I've seen it firsthand being part of sports ball teams my whole life, that kind of, uh, that kind of fostering nature. And then when I hear about it from professionals who are supposed to be better than this, it's, it's really funny how I'm like, I'm not surprised by it, but it's funny how many people are, which is why I, I mean, but I guess the question then becomes, what can you do? Like, do you start at the ground level or does that, is that even working? Because this was 10 years ago and it only came out because the person who was assaulted decided to actually, like, actually pursued it. But if that, if that had never, if they had never come out and said anything, this would have been swept under the rug. Nothing would have been done. Exactly.
0: Yeah. Yeah. No, I feel that I it's, it's hard on the questions of what to do. Like, cause I don't say in the way of what to do. Like I, from my experience, like I, I had a very, not, not quite the same cause I wasn't like sexually harassed in that in any kind of way or anything that was like in a sexual manner. But I had a, a teammate that was kind of in the way that was very toxic and he ended up just mouthing off the entire team. This kid, he just talked all the time. And one, one day I, fucking couldn't deal with it so I just threw him down to the ground I got like we were lined up in um in a drill and he was just talking shit about like me, my friends different stuff like this and I just got tired of it so I grabbed him by the shoulders and threw him on the ground and I just lied there crying and we were grade five weren't really like big kids it didn't start a fight wasn't a big deal and I just kept going in the forward in the line of the drills and eventually I got to my turn to go through the drill. And then everyone realized that this kid is lying on the ground, sitting there crying because I stood up and, and, you know, got tired of this kid mouthing off. And then they told me to go do a lap. They didn't, you know, check what had happened. They didn't ask me. They didn't ask him. They didn't ask afterwards what had happened, but this guy was sitting there talking shit. And I was, you know, I'm not going to sit there for that long enough to sit here and listen to this kid mouth off to me that like he's, I, I've I've in that age as a kid. I knew a lot of kids that you know when they talk a lot, that means they can't really put up with a lot of like.
1: But what I'm physical... talking more about is like a mob mentality, like when you have a whole team yeah. of people, especially when you yeah, have.
0: It's not the same, yeah. And
1: like, sorry, were you going to say something?
0: No, I said it's not the same as my as my comparison. What was I
1: that? dirt in, in here
0: and say. Uh
2: because uh, it does have quite a bit of a, a point there. Um, when, when you consider the, the mom mentality, the mom mentality starts somewhere, you know, you didn't, you weren't born with that mentality. You didn't come out your mother's womb, believing that and um, having those, those ideas of um, that, I guess to to put it out there like that toxic masculinity, it was, it was created through your, your experiences and for, You know, a lot of these kids growing up in sports, like our 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 culture is very sports heavy, and so you are for a lot of these kids, their their only outlet is sports, and it's also the only way that for many they connect with people that are important to their lives, and that creates a huge power tension. That's that creates a lot of uh, uh, responsibility on the the coaches to create an atmosphere, but as well as parents, and that's in to go on to that piece like that's a um, you know the, the parent role in this of uh, I guess intergenerational talks of masculinity is is created by that culture as, as you are saying um, earlier C4 um, or, sorry it's perpetuated uh, the culture is perpetuated by the continued you know my son was in sports and this is how we did it this, this tough and if you want to be good at sports then you know, you need to be tough. You need to get in there. And these kids, they're not being heard or they don't feel like they they're being heard. And so they're they're kind of joining that mentality because they're looking to belong. I spotted a bunch of shit there. So
0: you guys.
1: I definitely agree. I yeah, hear what you're I saying. Um
0: that's the one thing I would kind of say to that, that um, growing up as in um, the way I did, my parents at a certain point felt that um, I had to be active, but not in the way of just like having everyday activity. They felt I needed to be inside of some kind of organized sports. So it started with mm-hmm. like soccer and then eventually they went to football and then we did other things. But um, it was that, that kind of mindset that, that it, they had felt this need to push me into sports to, to be a part of that kind of like group, but that group really just wasn't the same mesh with me in a sense. Cause I really wasn't about that same. Kind so
1: what of. I'm hearing, and I'd love to hear Sarah's opinion on this being a teacher is it's, it's almost like schools, they, they foster this idea of a sports or a mob mentality in terms of like with your peers, your, the other kids you're with, um, especially when they're within the grade levels of high school or junior high, and they try to basically make you build this idea of a mob, of a group that you can trust. And then as these ideas get perpetuated, and I mean, I saw it firsthand when I was a kid, I don't know what it's like now, but this is where I want Sarah to chime in, is how 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 actively do you go in and try to quash those bad um, I, I want to say ideas, but look, look those bad habits before they, exp- they expand into something that bleeds into adult sports or adult adult groups in general, where you get groups that maybe have nothing to do with this kind of thing. And then all of a sudden it basically spirals out of control where everyone has to keep hush hush. I can name a ton of groups um, that have nothing to do with, I mean, Catholic Church is the first one that comes to mind. Where you have a group that has nothing to do with the stuff that all of a sudden happens to them, and we can all think of off the top of our off of our top of the head of the numerous horrible things that's happened in the confines of the Catholic Church. But if you think about it, it is the exact same story, and it is the exact same idea and the same idea of group culture. You have something that starts when you're young, except it's in, it's an indoctrinated religion, whatever that may be, and you meet at a certain point every month with a certain group that you consider peers and you consider others of your age and older that you're supposed to look up to, and then eventually it grows on. And the, I, like, sorry, I sort of rambled for a bit. Um, You tend to do that sometimes. uh, But let's, to to back all that up, to back all that up, um, what I wanted, I wanted to ask Sarah, like. I didn't
0: have to tackle that question. about
1: No, the question I had for Sarah was, as a teacher, Like, does she, like, what, what if her, what if her opinions on what would be best to prevent that kind of thing? I mean, you see these kind of relationships form among students. And then I'm sure you've seen ideas that are not exactly the most savory of them maybe develop among student bases. And as a teacher, I'm sure that there's a lot of parents who put the Otis on you. So what would you do? What would you like? I know in um, perfect world, you'd probably say that you want the parents to deal with it, but that's, that's not reality.
3: <laughs> <laughs> um, Well, if we're talking specifically about sports, I can't really speak to that. Actually, um, the school I work at is a private school. It is a religious school and it's very focused on academics. So it's, we, there are sports teams, but they aren't that big of a deal.
1: I'm using sports but- as a.
3: Yeah. yeah, but if we're looking at other other things, how do we stop it? I don't think you do, honestly.
1: What would you do to tackle it? I guess because the reason I bring that up in schools mostly is because most of these most of these kids that go on to uh, sports related, you know, futures uh, are young. 21 22 23 24 the other kids right out of university and essentially get drafted yeah. so
3: it's uh, going into university
1: i don't even mean to um, i don't even mean to to focus on sports teams but i just mean yeah. like how, how like if you like okay let's say hypothetically you're in your school and you see a culture building uh, around the student base that is oh i don't i don't inherently bad we'll just not not even go specific with it we'll just say inherently bad as a teacher base do you step in or do you inform the parents or is that something you just ignore because it's not your
3: job i mean it is your job your job is a lot more than teaching kids knowledge if you're a math teacher you're not just there to teach them that one plus one equals two you're there to teach them how to be functional adults because Once they get to junior high and high school, honestly, the math that they are using, most of them, like the vast majority of them are never going to use that in their lives. But it's to develop their thinking tools rather than just their knowledge of how it works. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, I would I mean, it's not something that you fix in a day. It's not something you fix in a week. It's something you deal with over time um, by teaching empathy and uh, compassion for others and just the importance of. Being a decent human being, and that's hard. And does that
1: work? (laughs) I mean, there's
0: there's never really a good way to teach that because everyone has their own way of doing that, right?
3: Yeah, but I mean, there's nothing, there's no instant fix to something like that. There's no like you snap your fingers, you do this one thing, and suddenly these people are gonna not not act like this, right?
1: It's funny you say that, Sarah. Because I've heard an idea being passed around, especially the last few days, about the idea of independent, both in schools and in sports and in different aspects of, uh, of work life, um, independent, um, I guess they'd be called counselors, but not really, independent departments that are based around uh, social interaction and culture. Um, I've heard the term. Based- so,
2: you're, you're talking about my old job. Uh, I was biting my tongue this whole time, but this is, uh, to, to move on to the, the, that culture piece of schools, like, yes, you, you can absolutely change this. Um, but it is absolutely about relationship and that's to, to kind of talk about that when we, we move on as, as, um, it was spoken earlier about these kids growing into adults. Well, how we behave as adults is dramatically, um, altered or decided by our interactions growing up as, yeah. as both as infants in those early stages of, um of attachment, right? Like how you were treated as a child has massive, massive repercussions um, in your, in your future. And, and it impacts the rest of your life. Now, mm-hmm. I don't want to say that in a negative way of like, once you've been like mistreated or um, abused or any of that, that you're forever abuse. Cause that's not the case. Uh, not absolutely. Like there's absolutely, um, but yes, yeah, but you need to be aware of it first. And that's a lot of things. Like there's some uh, attachment is from a child and like that, um, the type has been linked to, um, you know, how you're, you're with your partners, uh, like your, your sexual and, uh, uh partners in as an adult um like there's there's some massive implications and so like starting in schools is heavily important and that's one thing that we don't we focus too much in my personal opinion on the the school skills like the stems and not enough on the real life skills oh, and absolutely. so in mm-hmm. and so in my previous work um i was doing the those um teaching social emotional learning so in all um Alberta here are within it, we have a program uh, through the Alberta Health Services. Um, it is the Mental Health Capacity Building Initiative, it's just one, for example. And, and um, they create these programs, these social emotional learning programs or mental health based programs in uh, various public schools in different communities. I was in a, a rural community, I was serving two schools, uh, or well, two communities uh, across five schools. And, uh, from like elementary, middle school and high school. And in there we were uh, going in myself and my coworkers who are still working there today, uh, go in and teach these social emotional learning because sure. It's great if you know math, but what about, you know, um, when you're at a test and you're stressed out, how you deal with your stress, how do you deal with your emotions? You know, like, uh, if you're really wanting to learn the, the biggest challenge for some of these kids is not that they don't want to learn, but they're they don't know they don't have the control to. They don't have the uh, emotional capability. So teaching those things young, giving them those skills in school is is incredibly important for their
1: um, life trajectories.
0: Yeah, so they can control those emotions as an adult, right? Mm-hmm.
1: I'm really glad you brought that up because it's exactly where I was trying to go. Is like, do you see that? Do you see your job? what you used to do or what you do now expanding to, oh, now I need to change the names, <laughs> expanding to the right. point where um, you, you might find yourself applying to a job at the Calgary flames because they're looking for a social, emotional um, consultant for their hockey team, or maybe absolutely the, like, and did you, or- see, sorry, sorry,
2: Please. Oh, sorry. I would say I, I would see the referrals happening. I, what I would like to see is a lower stigma around mental health and mental health be treated like a physical health where that is covered in our healthcare. You should, you shouldn't have to pay exorbitant amounts for therapy. Like people like it's, it's like, it's like saying, and this goes also with that need for prescription too, but it's, it's like saying um, that, uh, you know, you should have to pay for therapy and pay for medication when these are these are things that help people live their lives better, and in fact, improve our society. Right when we treat that like where we see we see decreases in crime with with uh, increased social emotional learning, you see huge increases just in schools alone. the The emotional uh, capacities and abilities of students. You see grades improve. You see uh, relationships improve. You see the culture of the schools change because they're learning. Hey, maybe I shouldn't treat others like shit and maybe i shouldn't treat myself like shit because that's a that's a huge one is, it's, is a uh, huge, yeah. it's a lot of self work. it's a lot of low self-esteem
3: yeah it if, really is if,
0: if i can call to a personal experience when i was a kid i used to when i was growing up i did have like i personally had anger issues as a kid so i had a teacher that uh, actually sat down with me and kind of um, helped expose me to a more creative side mm-hmm. to a more like like learning um not so much like what it like what, what it means to read and write, and what it means to draw, and the the fun you can have from doing from exposing that creative side to your brain, and opening your imagination up, and, and focusing on other things other than the angry side of what you're dealing with, and learning how to control that anger by using these outlets as as ways to to let your anger go. You know, artists, you know, they they some writers, you know, they write about stories of um, their pain or poems and things like that. Or artists you know they draw they do paintings they do all these different things about how they're feeling right so it's Absolutely, a huge way amazing. to out- outlet all of that it helped change my direction hugely as a kid mm-hmm. i was kind of on a road where i was like uh like almost like a like a school year, a bully for a bit and then when i started working with this teacher um she was like new teacher she completely changed my direction 100 percent to like being more calm, mm-hmm. being more relaxed, being more open to listening, and and my grades and and my my interest in school got a lot more, like personally for me, and just re- as results in the way of like in showing my testings and whatnot, mm-hmm. like that my my grades got better as well. That's amazing. Thank you for sharing that.
1: It it's funny too because the more I think about it, like me and Sir Jeremy aren't too far room removed from the nineties where like you. Stone Cold Steve Austin was king, right? Like we were still oh. in that.
0: I grew watching Stone Cold Man.
1: Like there was still that leftover from the uh, the the big buff masculine eighties, all through the nineties. Yeah. Macho
0: so, man oh, yeah. Randy Savage, Hulk <laughs>
1: mm-hmm. Hogan. You can also add it's like because we're where we're from, wrestling at maybe even. True, Brett the Hitman Hart. I mean, he, <laughs> yeah, uh, his yeah, brother yeah. was my uh, was my uh, substitute teacher one day.
0: Yep, yeah, he used to summon my school group. But... And the graveyard mm-hmm. beside my school actually has his has Owen Hart buried in it. I visited his I graveyard once.
3: I basically went to school in the fifties, so my school was just behind the times. Wait.
1: <laughs> yeah, fair enough. You're a time traveler.
3: Mm. Sounds
0: all yep, 100%. right, 100. That's why
3: she's she just <laughs> having
1: incredible <laughs> right. so, youth, To quote my amazing,
0: roommate, skin.
1: I am a time traveler. <laughs> I move at the speed of regular time.
0: <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> Absolutely, everyone is, is traveling through time, and everyone's time is different to everyone. Or if
1: anyone's seen Metalocalypse, when these when we found that. Plastic bags are... Uh, we use them to travel through time at the speed of a uh, regular time. You <laughs> boy in the street, what time is... Oh, if you guys have never seen clips, just look up that one scene. <laughs> I haven't watched the whole thing.
2: <laughs> I just like the Bat-Metals that came from it.
0: That's true. Yeah, Bat-Metal looks pretty good. Those are pretty funny. Mm-hmm.
1: Bat-Metal? I, ne- I still haven't seen Bat-Metal. Oh, boy.
2: It was a, Someone made a... Um, it's the song, okay. like the Death um, songs, um, Mermaider, and okay, I can't remember what the other one, but it's yeah. like a, a music video starring Batman instead. Yeah.
1: They it's almost taken exactly from one of the episodes, too, Chow. Like, you know
0: it right away. Okay,
1: There's
0: three episodes, and each
1: one's a different, like, show. All right. Batmetal, I think I've heard of it. Bat Metal, yeah. Never it's, bothered it's, to it's, look it up. That's the plug for the show.
2: New plug for the that's show. It.
1: Five five
2: viewers, go ahead and check out Bat Metal. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: oh,
0: fuck. go check out Bat. Metal. tell them to tell him the memes. Yeah. Uh, yeah, tell them the memes sent you. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the villain sent you. The minions are gathering.
1: So if if you had power, Darth Mullet, right now to like go into uh let us say you were to go into the thick of it into uh one of these sports clubs that are currently being racked with uh these horrible allegations of oh. mm-hmm. what what would be your first step? Would you would you get rid of like all the play like because here's what I'm here to be more specific, so there's a lot of talk about like compliance. So there's a lot of players on that team from 2010. Oh, a couple, they're still on the Chicago team. And their idea is they knew what was going on, but they just kind of swept it under the rug. So you are to walk in right now and you're dealing with this and your goal is to set up a a new kind of culture.